Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of What You Talking About. I am so excited today to be joined by seven times CrossFit Games athlete Taylor Williamson. She has stood on that top spot twice with CrossFit Mayhem and also took second place in Team CrossFit Proven earlier this year at the Games. Chat about her incredible CrossFit career and how she balances it with the rest of her life, including school and work. Whilst we talk a lot about whether or not Taylor is retiring from CrossFit, this episode was recorded before she announced that she was going individual at the Down Under Championships, which took place last weekend in Australia. This is a great episode and provides a lot of insight into what you can and can't achieve being a CrossFit athlete with a full-time job and school as well. As always, I hope you enjoy and please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. Taylor, thank you so, so much for joining me. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really, really well. Thank you. Um, I know you've had like a super busy month. Have you, You've just started a new job. You've got loads going on. Like how's that like, you've just moved? How are you going? Like, how is everything? Life is life is busy. Life is good. Um, things are like taking off at a million miles an hour, but in a good way. Um, yeah, things are going really well here. Uh, my husband and I, like you just said, we just bought our first house. So we're kind of like in the new homeowner phase. Um, I just started a new job um, and he's been so busy in his job. He's down in uh, Rogue right now, actually, or with, with you know, proven in, in Texas right now. So yeah, it's things are, things are unraveling quickly for us. It's been a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. And obviously like, it's weird because this is a time of year that is a quote unquote off season because it kind of feels like there never is an off season because there's so much going on so mm-hmm. like training wise how is how's that at the moment because obviously with so much else going on as well like how's training going yeah I'm kind of in like a weird um I guess transitional period right now with the training stuff um with you know and we'll get into this later with like what I've been doing for the last couple of years obviously I've been you know competing at a high level in CrossFit um I think like at this point, I'm, I'm kind of looking at moving into other things. I mean, it's kind of just that point in my life where I want to focus more on my career and my family. And, but at the same time, I still have this like competitive drive to keep doing, you know, crazy stuff and seeing what my body is capable of. So I'm kind of looking into other realms right now. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit more detail, but what I like to start off with asking everyone um, and it's interesting because I think for a lot of people that know you, they may think, oh, you've only been maybe doing CrossFit and the games for a few years. Um, but actually, you've you've done done it for a long time. Like you've mm-hmm. had been so many games. The 2016, I think, was your first game. Correct me if I'm wrong yeah. there. But yeah. initially, before it all started, like how did you find CrossFit? Um, I initially found CrossFit as a way to try to get in shape for college volleyball. So I played um, Division II volleyball uh, in college. So I, I started CrossFit like the summer before I went to, to college just to try to see if I can get a little more explosive and kind of just getting my feet wet in like the, the fitness realm. Um, I've always been kind of drawn to lifting weights. So that's something that I have a, like a history of and even in high school which I know is a little bit abnormal for like your typical high school girl, but I, I always really enjoyed lifting. Um, I always kind of, you know, dabbled in like the running side of things and the cardiovascular fitness. Um, so it was kind of a natural fit for me um, because it is something that I think helped me to achieve my goals with, you know, my, my volleyball aspirations, but also just kind of fit into where my personality kind of is drawn, you know? Yeah. 
it's funny so many people seem to discover CrossFit to kind of help another sport and then it's like the other sport kind of ends up falling into the background and CrossFit because I think it's a lot of people's story I think you're yeah. <laughs> so when you first like because also when you started it it seems obviously the last few years I think people start CrossFit with an aim to be a, a CrossFit athlete and go to the games etc but when you started was that really like a thing was it even on your mind like how would was it just as you say like to help the volleyball I think that's um, an interesting question I don't think initially I even had that on my radar just because that felt so out of reach um like I was I mean I I had never even kicked up to a wall for a handstand like that was a big deal when I was able to just turn upside down I was doing like kipping pull-ups with a green band like I was so far like away from that, that that was never something that felt realistic. So I think that dream kind of developed as I like gained capacity as an athlete um, and just through exposure to, to this world, to this cross world and this like kind of athlete and this kind of like woman, you know, it's a, it's a certain kind of like, um, I guess like when I first saw, honestly, when I first saw like the CrossFit Games women, I was like, oh man, they're so big and like bulky and and muscular like I don't I don't know about all that but like as I've been exposed to it and as I see like what that looks like and how that plays out like it's so inspiring to me and like I want that right like it's something that that I kind of fell into like really loving and and valuing in a different way so I, and it's a, kind of a long-winded answer but yeah not at first not at first but as I you know continue to be more involved in the communities and try out some local competitions like I I started really loving it yeah and it's yeah. so interesting that you say like you couldn't even like kick up your hands on because I speak to so many people and they're like oh yeah you know I found it you know I had a gymnastic background or I could do this or I could do that but like did you find any of it obviously you have a, an athletic background but mm -hmm. like did you find it really difficult to start with like obviously as most people do but I hear so many people and they're like yeah you know I could go in and I could maybe do a few pull-ups but to actually be yeah. a we like, would you class yourself as a full beginner when you started? I think in some ways, yes, definitely. Um, and I think that's probably why I was so drawn to it is because when you start in such a like, uh, you know, baseline kind of level, you see those gains so quickly. Um, and that's something that kind of, you know, draws me back. Cause like, oh man, I'm, I'm really seeing that I'm getting better at this thing. Like, this is so exciting and cool. Um, so that's kind of what fed me to come back. Like I said, I have a pretty good background with like the weightlifting side of things. Um, and I've always been like a strong kind of powerful athlete. Um, and I've always done kind of like odd object, you know, tire flips and stuff like that. So that was kind of more comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. But I mean, as an example, I, um, I think in order to get my first ring muscle up, it was probably like a six month process of me making the decision like, okay, I, I want to do this thing. Um, here are the steps I need to get strong enough to do this thing. And then just creating that muscle memory of like, this is what my body has to learn to do. I don't have that gymnast background. Um, so I have to work really hard to be able to do some of these like more basic elite CrossFit skills. Um, I mean, I remember like, you know, reading like visualiz visualization is a good tool to, you know, develop those neuromuscular connections and try to learn these high level skills, especially like not as a kid when you're coming in as an 18, 19, early twenties. Yeah. It's a little harder to learn things that are technical. Um, and I would like fall asleep thinking about like every small little microsecond of what a muscle up would look like in my brain. 
Um, and I did that for like three months. Wow. Literally. And I didn't let myself like attempt a single rep for probably three or four months. And then one day I walked in the gym and I was like, I think today might be the day to, to try this out. And I did a strict muscle up that day. That was my first muscle up, free muscle up. Um, Amazing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it, it wasn't um, handed to me in a lot of ways. I had to work really hard to get, you know, good at a lot of these skills and a lot of the cardiovascular stuff, the, the muscle endurance. Um, I mean, I think my max set of ring muscle ups now is, I don't know, 18 or 19. Um, I can comfortably do like 15 unbroken, like in a competition type setting, like, you know, it, it took off, I guess for me, mm -hmm. but I think if it was easier for me to begin with, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's such a good point. I, I bet so many people are going to be like using that vis visualization now. <laughs> like, I'm gonna oh, do it. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much data around it too. And I know it sounds corny because it's, you know, a little, it's a little fringy in terms of like, oh, this is how you get better at something, but it, it really does work True. and you can do with like anything, you know, public speaking, um, job performance, like just visualize yourself doing the thing and it helps a lot. I love that. I love that. And it's so nice to hear, like, because as you say, you do, there are a lot of people out there that obviously everyone works super hard and there is a lot that goes into it, but you hear so many stories of like, oh, you know, I kind of just waltzed in and could do this or could do that so it's really nice to kind of hear that you don't have to start like that um yeah. <laughs> and then how long would you say from starting CrossFit was it until you were like oh, okay I'm gonna try and pursue this and try and get to the games because the first games you went to it was at a time where the games were like going up a level right they were becoming bigger and um, so at what point did you kind of I suppose did your goals change I would say like probably three to four years into it um, because I was kind of busy with volleyball and with school and I also did a little bit of track and field in college so it was kind of a, just a different point in my life um, and then you know come three to four years into it kind of dabbling here and there um, I was presented the opportunity to be on a CrossFit team so I kind of looked into what that looked like um, and decided to go for it because it was something that I was passionate about and I was still like seeing a lot of gains in um, and I, I think that was one of the, one of the best decisions I could have made at the time. I'm really obviously happy with how that turned out. <laughs> was that, so obviously, as you say, you got presented this opportunity to be on the team. Do you think if you hadn't have had that opportunity, you would have pursued maybe like going individual or like putting yourself in a position that you were going to potentially go to the games alone if that hadn't come up? have um competed individually you know at local level at like the kind of regional granite games type um level i i just don't enjoy it as much um just like from a personality standpoint i think i've always been kind of a team player kind of a team athlete and it's something about being on a team that's way more motivating to me mm -hmm. um and i think it just i i'm one of those people that i struggle to let other people down so having that that pressure or that um i don't know that opportunity to to fill the role for the greater good. Um, that's something that's extremely motivating to me. And I think just putting myself in positions to be able to do that is, it's healthy for me, it's good for me. Um, versus, you know, if I'm out there just for myself or for my own glory or like whatever, I don't really care, honestly. Like I don't, that's just kind of who I am. But if, mm -hmm. it's, just, if it's for the thing that I'm representing or the people that are relying on me, that's what's truly like really motivating for me, so. 
I, I'm kind of a team player at heart. <laughs> yeah, I suppose having that college background of like volleyball as well and yeah. constantly being it, did you feel yeah. quite safe doing it as a team as well, I suppose? Dude, I felt less safe because I had more pressure. <laughs> it's my less safe. <laughs> like if I'm out there just by myself, like, you know, it's okay. If I mess up, you know, oh well. If I have someone waiting in the bottom of the rep for me to get down there, like, oh no, I better not let them down. <laughs> I love that that motivates you because that, like, not that I compete, but that puts me off. Like I, if I were to do a competition now, I would do an individual because I, I don't want to be, the one that lets the team down exactly. yeah it's so relatable it's like less less pressure for in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah. I love it though and obviously like the team and I say it time and time again and people are going to be so bored of me saying it but like team fitness is so underrated like you guys are incredible but the team conversation has also changed a lot over the years mm -hmm. so and I'm really hoping I'm right with my facts, but 2016, you were, it was teams of six, right? It was, so yeah. How was like, how, I mean, I suppose, how does that compare, like having that many people on a team? Because it seems like a lot. It was cluttered. Yeah, <laughs> it was cluttered. I think the programming had to be much more intentional. Um, and I think with teams of six, there was more room to hide. Um, mm -hmm. You kind of had a little bit more of like a, you need a couple specialists kind of mindset um, versus everyone on the team needing to be like overall very fit in all capacities. Um, like for example, I was kind of like the bigger girl that was not as good as gymnastics, but could lift the heavy weight. You put her on the heavy part of the worm um, versus we had like a smaller girl that was really good at like green muscle ups um, and gymnastics stuff, but wasn't as good with the odd object versus I think now that they transitioned to team of four, um, you kind of have to fill in the holes and, and be a well-rounded athlete because you don't want to be the worst one on the team at one thing. You want to kind of like even out all of your team's skills so that you guys can kind of be fit across all realms, you know? So you don't really want specialists anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I like, I can't even imagine programming for like a team of six. It just, it, as you say, like cluster is probably the right word. And especially looking out like that many people on a field of athletes. Very hard to follow for, yeah. for the, yeah, yeah. Madness. Um, do you prefer it as a four? Uh, I like it as a four. I also wonder if, and I have no reason to say this, but I wonder if like team of two would be in the future. Like there's a lot of opportunity there, I think. But yeah, I liked this team of four a lot. I think that was a good like middle ground for for like not having any room to hide, but still working as a team. Um, it also allowed for a lot of different programming styles. You could do pairs, you could do mixed gender, you could do team of four, like four synchro, you can do individual. So I think four was a good compromise. Yeah. It's so cool. So like 2016, which is m like mad that that was your first games, seems like so long ago. Um, so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> what was like that experience like for you guys? For me, it was just surreal. Like I just had never experienced anything like it. It was back in California. Um, so it was the last year they had the games at Carson. So I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to experience that just because it was kind of like one of those OG type moments. Um, in the CrossFit history. So yeah, it was cool to go to California and experience the tennis stadium and, and the atmosphere there. But I just, I think I was just like, I had, I mean, obviously I wanted to go and win the games, but I don't think I had like huge aspirations in terms of like outcome. I just wanted to go and experience it and do my best and, and see where the chips fell because I just didn't know what to expect, you know? Um, that being said, like I'm super competitive and I want to win everything all the time, right? But I just had never, you know, done anything like it before mm -hmm. um 
so it was just it was a really like surreal experience at the time yeah and you did like you were top 10 right that year which you got fifth like that's insane for a first year like first team that's incredible but does it just like it's so interesting to hear it from you like you're so competitive did you just were you just hungry for more after your first one yeah yeah I think I got back to training like two days after the games (laughs) No like time that, to that's ridiculous like don't that's that's not what I would advise by any means but that's where I was at the time so yeah I was like heavy back squatting that Tuesday oh my gosh like yeah. no time I'm not gonna give my body a rest just gonna crack up that's what happens when you're in your your young 20s yeah. I mean I don't do that I'm like no I'll take all the recovery <laughs> um and then obviously it just kind of like carried on from there like snowboard you've been at every games since then um mm-hmm. obviously apart from 2020 but there wasn't a team competition that year um in person so that's obviously a different story but has it just been the same it's Bruce isn't it yeah <laughs> like Bruce is in the camera I'm very yeah, excited about that. <laughs> no I love it I love the Bruce content um but obviously as you say like you're hungry for more that first year does that motivation stick with you and has it stuck with you throughout all of the years that you've you've kind of competed um I'd say it's stuck with me but it's changed as I've matured in the sport um just because you get more experience under your belt and you kind of just yeah it's just different it's different as you get older and as you get more years under your belt and as you achieve more things and you see like you know, the long-term goals and versus short-term goals, it, it changes over time, I think. And that's kind of like the natural evolution, I think, of any athlete or any person really in anything. Um, you know, you're not the same when you start your career as when you are in the middle of your career as when you're in the end of your career. It kind of depends what opportunities pop up along the way. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of a, an obscure way to answer that question, but no, the motivation does not stay the same. Definitely mm-hmm. not, but it doesn't, it's not to say that it goes away. It just changes yeah yeah Uh, you've had uh, you've had a lot of probably constants as I say like you've been at the games every year but you've had one person by your side at a lot of them games um in Andrea and was it 2018 you first competed together um on a team is am I right yeah right yeah how because it's one of these these partnerships in the sport that we're used to seeing you together um competing on on a team and I know you've done like what a palooza together and things like that how did that, how did you guys first meet and, and kind of come together on a team? Um, actually, I think we first met just like through an Instagram DM. Um, well, other than just kind of knowing, knowing each other, you know, through passing at, you know, Granite Games or like whatever local or kind of stuff that we've mm-hmm. done around each other. Um, I think we were looking for um, a potential girl in 2018 on the team I was on. And I just like threw her a line one night on Instagram message, like, hey, what are you doing for next year? You know, we're kind of looking for a new friend. Do you have any interest? Um, And she got back to me and she's like, you know, yeah, I'm actually on vacation right now. And I haven't worked out for like, you know, seven or eight days, but I would come visit you guys next week and you can just see how bad I am. (laughs) So she showed up to the gym. um, No, she was great though. Honestly, she was awesome. But it was just funny that like she was willing to put herself on the line like after not working out for like 10 days like it was just it was a funny situation at the time um and she came in and like kicked all our butts anyway but yeah (laughs) and then like the rest of history right there yeah yeah I mean I think 
we have a lot of skill sets that complement each other. Our personalities definitely, definitely complement each other. So it's been a, a partnership that I've really enjoyed for the last, mm-hmm. I don't know how many years. It feels like a lot more than it has been, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. And I love watching like the two of you together. So, because obviously you, you competed on your team, it's OC3. Am I making it? Mm-hmm. That's correct, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then obviously that you guys made the move to Mayhem um mm-hmm. together was that a a discussion was that something you were like I'm only going to do it if you do it how did that all work um well prior to that I moved from my husband and I my boyfriend at the time moved from Iowa to Tennessee uh, because I got into a physician assistant school um so that program started in September of that year um and going into that, I knew that, you know, I was moving, I was starting this huge, big, scary thing. And like the school pretty much, well, they don't pretty much, they do tell you like, hey, you're not allowed to have any kind of job while you do this. Like you need to be 100% committed to what we're doing here, um, which is definitely the right thing to say because it's a lot. Like you're training to be a PA. It's a fast paced program. You have this huge test to pass at the end. And then on top of that, when you graduate, like there are literal lives depending on your education. So it's something that they take very seriously. So all that, like in mind, like I'm, I'm thinking like, Hey, I'm done. Like, there's no way I can keep doing this competition thing. Um, I had a good run. It's been great. I had fun. Like, but now it's time to like, kind of, you know, look toward, toward the future. Cause I got into this awesome program. It's a great opportunity. Um, so that was like September and then come around like November, December. Um, that's when Rich reached out and I like, we weren't friends or anything. We just kind of knew each other in passing. Um, but he was just like, Hey, you know, I know you live like 90 minutes from us. Um, do you have any interest in being on the team? And I was like, well, shit. Okay. Maybe, maybe like, I don't know if I can make this work, you know? So I sat down with my husband and we kind of talked through it, talked through what that might look like. Um, and kind of made the decision to, okay, well, we're going to go visit mayhem and see what that looks like. And it, it kind of took off from there. Like, okay, well, I think I might be in. And then around the same time frame is when Tasia had announced her retirement. Um, so then the conversation changed from like, okay, well, you know, Taylor's on board, but we don't have a second female. Hey, Taylor, do you have any ideas? Um, and I was like, well, I have an idea, but it's kind of far-fetched. <laughs> um, and that's when I, I honestly, I gave Andrea a call and I was like really awkward that night on this phone call. Cause it's like, I'm asking her to pick up and move her life from Minneapolis to Cookville, Tennessee um, for like six months, basically. So it's kind of like a big deal. And I was like, hey, Andrew, you know, I kind of feel like a, like an awkward teenage boy asking you for the prom right now, but <laughs> do you maybe want to like be on the Mayhem team with me this year? And she's like, well, I don't really have anything else going on. So it, it worked from there. So she lived in Cookville um, 51% of the time was what we ended up kind of working out so that she was still able to have a little bit of a life at home. Um, I traveled back and forth from Knoxville to Cookville. So I was there 51% of the time for that whole season. And that was our first year at Mayhem. <laughs> wow. I, but it's so nice, right? Was it nice to do it together because you Absolutely. had that relationship and yeah. so much newness as well. Um, mm-hmm. how, much, how much pressure do you feel joining like the Mayhem team? Like, cause that's, I mean, one, when Rich Froning calls, you can't really say no, right? <laughs> but also, how, how much pressure did you feel going into it? 
Are you stuck at a plateau and without a recent PB? Mergs has you covered. Bringing you the highest performance CrossFit and weightlifting equipment on the market, Mergs is your secret weapon to set a new best. Whether that's knee sleeves, grips or tape, Mergs has everything you need to stay protected and performing. Head over to mergs.com now and save 15% on all orders with the code WAD15. There was a lot of pressure. I mean, I'd like to say there wasn't, but there definitely was. Like there's this giant, you know, mayhem empire is kind of like on my shoulders. Um, so the, that normal pressure on top of what I was doing in PA school through my didactic year, like diving into this education, it was probably one of the hardest years of my life, honestly. Um, just even just through that, like January through August timeframe when the training got real, it was like time management like crazy emotional health, like bottom, bottom of the barrel. Like you're just squeaking by every day kind of thing. It was insane, but I am happy that I had the experience. I think I grew a lot through it. Um, and I think like my husband and I also grew a lot through that because he was kind of like my rock at the time, you know? Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. That was a crazy year. <laughs> I, I can only imagine because I think also, and again, I mention it quite a lot on here, but I think people forget that it's very rare that CrossFit athletes just do CrossFit. Like most people have something else going on or another job or a life or whatever it is. But to be like in your first year of school, that I can only imagine the pressure. And um, yeah. was there any p- part of you like at any point that was like, no, it's too much. I've got to, something's got to give. <laughs> I probably had that thought every day, honestly. But it's yeah. like, well, okay, well, let's take a step back and let's kind of think about um, ways we can make it work. So it's kind of, yeah, you definitely have that doubt Um, because, you know, you, again, I don't have any room to fail. Like I have this expectation on the athlete side where like we have to win. And then I have this expectation on the, the PA school side, like, Hey, yeah, you still have three tests this week and you literally can't get less than a B on them or else you get kicked out of school and your future's ruined. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's like high stakes pretty much every week. Um, but I think like, I kind of learned how to thrive in the pressure and how to deal with that. Uh, you know, yeah, and it, it was a growing experience. Yeah. But it paid off, right? <laughs> so, and I would never trade that for anything. What I, mm-hmm. what I was able to like kind of work through and achieve and, and do that year. It was awesome. It was yeah, yeah it was so rewarding in so many ways, you know, you're kind of built your, your personality and your character and your experiences, you're, you're built by the, the hard times, you know. Does it feel quite easy now to balance everything because it was so hard in the beginning? <laughs> it's funny that you asked that because um, like this, this, I graduated school in January or in December and then I was like only a full-time athlete from January to August this last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband was said sometime around like March, April, he's like, man, if we ever do this again, you have to get a job. Like you can't, you need more. You need to be doing more. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I like when there's a lot of things going on and I kind of like chaos. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And you had two back-to-back first place finishes with, with Team CrossFit Mayhem. Like mm-hmm. what an incredible achievement. How, like, how do you, how do you top that? Or do I know, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think um, 
yeah, it's, I mean, you can't really top a first place finish, you know, but mm -hmm. you no, know, I think it's just, you continue to kind of find different ways to, to achieve and to win in life. And your goals kind of change as you get older. Um, but those were, those were two awesome years. I've podiumed at the games four times now. I've been every year since 2016 and I won twice with CrossFit Mayhem and like all of those every year is an awesome experience and standing on top of the podium is obviously like mm -hmm. the goal, you know, it's, yeah. it's a great feeling. Is there, was there ever a part of you that after you had got, I mean, obviously not just one first place, but two that you were like, this is it now I've got, I've done what I came here to do. Like, did you think about potentially stopping after, after those first place finishes? Cause then obviously you had another change last year, which we'll talk about. Um, but after them first place finishes, was there ever a part of you that was like, I'm done now? Or were you still wanting to carry on? No, I think pretty much like, you know, the, the feeling was like, okay, what now? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I think there's something to be said about like never being satisfied. Yeah. Um, just because it continues to, to drive people to keep achieving and, and not settle. I think it's good to like acknowledge good things that have happened. Um, and be proud of yourself, but you still have to kind of have this hunger in the back of your mind, like, okay, well, I can, I can do more. I can be more. Mm -hmm. So I think I fit into that category. Yeah. I think to be an athlete, you have to, right? Like it, there's a mindset that so many people don't have that. I think you do as an athlete, because the things, as you say, like you guys put yourselves through every day is just incredible. Um, and then obviously like the last year, which has, it seems mad that the games have been, uh, were so long ago now, because it always feels like they were like last week. Mm -hmm. um, but you, of course, were on Team Proven. So obviously your husband is, is a part of Proven. Um, but was that always the plan? Because obviously Rich retired and there was a lot of, a lot of changes going on with the Mayhem teams. But then how, how did that decision kind of come about for you? I think it kind of fell into place naturally just due to the timing of things um, and the opportunities that were presented. Uh, my husband started working for Proven about the same time that I started school. So he was kind of building that career and, and looking into those opportunities the same time that I was on Team Mayhem, which was always kind of like ironic. Um, yeah. We were enemies, you know, Yeah. not, not truly. Um, there was never any like animosity behind the scenes with that, but it's, yeah, we, we worked for different camps. <laughs> Um, I actually, I sent Tia and Shane some, some Mayhem Freedom shirts, both of the years that I was on the team. <laughs> like there's not any like weird feelings or anything, but um, yeah, I think it just kind of fell into place just because we were moving to Nashville with his job and I was starting to look into job opportunities and um, just with the timing of me graduating in December, he's, you know, like, he's like, Hey, what, what if we just um, put a team together, you know, you put off work for another six months and then just see what happens. So that's what we ended up doing and it, it was a great opportunity I'm really glad we we pursued that yeah such a cool team as well so obviously was that again you put in a phone call to Andrea like hey I'm gonna go on this team do you want to join me was it that same situation again yeah yeah <laughs> uh at this point you know we've done it so many years that she just sees my name popping up and she's like well all right there we go, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> how um how did you go about finding the boys because I always find it such an interesting thing when you know we'll quote unquote the, call them super teams because I know that term is maybe not used as much anymore but how do you go about looking for the right people to fill your team 
Um, we, we first asked and looked into Tola. Um, he was our first kind of catch, I guess. Um, just because we knew him from, you know, around the block for so many years, we've seen his games performances. Um, when we kind of knew his skill set, we knew like the, the gains that he had made the last couple of years um, in terms of like some of his weaknesses versus some of his strengths. And we we're like, yeah, this would be a really good option. He's, he's pretty solid. So we reached out to him um, and he thankfully was pretty much right on board right away. Um, he, so he was like in, uh, our first, I guess, catch. And then the second guy was a little bit more difficult. Uh, we had to cast a, a wider net. Um, and Tim was definitely one of, if not our top pick, uh, just kind of knowing again who he was a, as an athlete. Uh, at the time, we didn't really know him as a person. That was kind of a question mark. You know, you don't really know who you're, who you're going to get into bed with, you know, ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But it ended up working out really well with him because we all got along so well. Like all of our personalities are kind of the same kind of quirkiness, same senses of humor. Um, but I think Tim's biggest, like, I guess, potential um, thing holding him back initially was just that the travel. Mm -hmm. So I think when they announced that the teams didn't need to be together 51% of the time, they kind of changed the affiliation rules. He was way more on board with what that would look like. Um, that opens up the door for a lot more opportunity, I think, in the team realm when they keep the rules that way. And those rules do change a little bit year to year. So you don't really know until, you know, October, November, whenever they decide to release the rule book, what the opportunities are there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's such a cool team that you you guys put together. How, obviously, like being, I know, obviously you trained with Andrea for years, so I assume you two have a really good, like, you know each other super well in the way mm -hmm. you move and everything. How hard is it initially when you, all four of you come together and you start training for the first time together? Like, how hard oh, is it? It's kind of hard at first. Um, Tola was much easier just because he has team experience. So he kind of knows what it's like to move in sync with people and have to kind of change what feels good to your body to match other people's movement patterns or things that they might not be as fast at um, just because of their body. Um, so Tola was pretty easy to mesh with um, pretty much across the board right away. Tim was a different animal altogether. Um, he... I don't think he's ever changed anything about any of his reps ever because he's never even thought about it. Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, oh man, I wish I could find, like, I wish, I wish we would go ahead and release the videos of our first attempts at synchro chest bar. <laughs> it was like, it, it was honestly like he'd never done one before just because <laughs> it was like having to go a little bit faster than what's mm -hmm. comfortable for him. And he just had never even attempted that in 10 years. <laughs> like he was, yeah. you know, good cycle, good cycle crazy like all over the place it, it was I mean I think Andrea and I laughed at that film for weeks mm -hmm. <laughs> but like the next time he turned around and came back 10 14 days later and like he he had it down he had it down he had worked on that on his own like this and it's not hard for for people that have been doing this for a while to figure it out it's just like the first initial context you're kind of like oh this is this is weird like this mm -hmm. doesn't feel normal to me so it's, it's a little bit different mindset when the team, when the, when you take an individual, longstanding individual and turn him into a team athlete. Um, yeah. But Tim was so awesome to work with. He was so coachable, so open to feedback. Um, and he ended up being a really good team athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of them things, isn't it, where it's particularly for these individual athletes, like you stop when you need to stop, you go when you need to go, you have your own pacing, your own timing. Mm -hmm. 
and then especially when you've been doing it for someone as long as Tim and then you're kind of thrown into this oh hang on I'm not just thinking about myself here I've got to watch and observe mm-hmm. and I like how the, I always want team athletes to be mic'd because I'd love to know like the conversations that happen on the floor like how much do you talk to each other throughout a workout like okay put yourself like on the in the games on out on the floor like how much do you communicate when you're there um it just depends on the workout mm-hmm. so I mean there's a lot of time that you don't want to waste time you don't want to waste breath or effort on that sort of thing um and there's a lot of times if you've been moving around together enough and kind of know each other well enough um body language is enough and that's ideally where you get to um for like 85 percent of the workouts that you don't really have to talk that much um there are exceptions like if you're facing away from each other or if you're calling like good when you kick down from a handstand hold for the next person transition there's certain times that the verbal cues are very appropriate Mm -hmm. Um, but ideally you have a team that knows each other well enough to know like oh man yeah her her cadence is slowing down a lot like she's hurting you can hear the strider in her throat when she breathes like she's having some issues or like whatever those small little nuance um, things are that kind of indicate, you know, like it's time to step up a little bit or it's time to take the reins a little bit or do what you can to offload whoever's hurting so that your overall team time is faster. Mm -hmm. So it's it's this like weird, like give and take with different sorts of like small things you can do um, to kind of help the team accomplish its goal. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so... I love watching teams. I just find it so fascinating how you will work. And um, going into this year's games, like obviously coming off the back of being in a mayhem team, which I think the name mayhem, obviously, as you said, like comes with a lot of pressure to then go into this team where you guys were really bigged up as you should have been, because obviously you're all super successful athletes. But did you feel like, did you feel pressure again going into this year's games? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, which I don't think even if there was no pressure externally, I think that the, the amount of pressure I felt would have been the same mm-hmm. um, just because it it comes from inside. Um, and that's one of those things people kind of ask, you know, like, oh, man, does Rich put a lot of pressure on you guys? Or like, what does that look like? Does he expect a lot from you guys? Like Rich never literally never put any pressure on Andrea and I at all. Like, it's almost like he just didn't even care because he knew that we were people that we put more pressure on ourselves than anyone else out there ever could. Um, mm-hmm. We hold ourselves accountable and that's kind of what makes us like good athletes, I think. Um, so the, the, yeah, the external stimulus doesn't really, it doesn't really need to be there for yeah. me to feel the pressure to perform, you know? Yeah. It's, again, it's an athlete thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. How, how did it change your training dynamic, like training kind of under your husband? Like, was that, was that, <laughs> was that an adjustment? Oh yeah, that was an adjustment. Um, <laughs> as anyone out there is married can probably imagine. Um, it's hard, right? It's hard because I'm kind of going from this mayhem experience the last couple of years where there's not really like a coach there in the day to day. I'm kind of more like keeping an eye on myself and thinking for myself to like, okay, there's a coach there and he's kind of thinking for me in some ways and kind of telling me what to do. And on top of that is my husband. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was, it was like touchy for a little bit. I think we both kind of learned um, some lines and some boundaries pretty quickly. And in that, I think we were kind of figuring out how we can best help each other um, to get the job done. 
So I think it was really good for both of us to go through those things. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that really answers it, but. <laughs> no, it does. Was he harder on you than the others? Um, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You're going to look at it now like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I won't cause, I won't cause anything. <laughs> um, but it is such a different dynamic. And then obviously like the games this year just seemed like the team workouts this year seemed. I mean, from my perspective, horrific, fun to watch, but I wouldn't want to do them. Um, how did you find this year's experience? It was good. I mean, the games are, it's always an awesome experience. Um, I had a lot of fun this year. Uh, I hated the 5k. <laughs> that was a horrible <laughs> experience. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun overall. I, I really enjoyed the programming. I wasn't sure. I don't think anyone was quite sure what it would look like with um, Boz's second year. And with, uh, with Castro kind of being involved, but we don't really, really sure how he's involved, like what it would look like there. I think it, it, it ended up being like really reasonable though. It was really like a, a good mix of programming from like all the standpoints. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. I, it was a really cool one this year. Um, and then obviously another podium, like what an incredible achievement. Were you, were you satisfied with the result? No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't be satisfied. I mean, even if I think I got first place, I would still be like, well, okay, what now? Like, I don't know if I would have ever been satisfied, but no, we were definitely not aiming for second. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it was still an awesome experience to have with those people. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Amazing. And I know you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, things are changing in your life, lots going on. Do you have like, is there a plan for the 2024 season? Are you still going to go for, like, are you still going to be a part of it? Do you even know yet? Like what's going on with you at the moment? If you can even tell us. Uh, there's no plan for the 2024 season right now. Um, my Andrea, she's actually pregnant with her first child right now. So I'm really excited for her. She's obviously out for the season um, with that. And she's, she's so excited to, to be doing that and to, take a step back from CrossFit and kind of focus on the family. Um, and I'm excited for her. I just started a new job. Um, so that's kind of where a lot of my focus lies right now. Um, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I, a couple months ago, I was saying, you know, okay, I'm going to just work out like a normal person. I'm going to be really healthy and like happy. And I'm just not going to train all day. It's awesome. And I found myself last week telling someone like, yeah, you know, I only work out like 90 minutes to maybe like three hours a day, just depending on the day. Like th this is not, this is not, <laughs> no, no. I don't, I don't know yet. We'll see. Um, I actually just, I, I actually just signed up for my first marathon. I'm not a runner. Amazing. I don't know why I did that, but I'll be doing a marathon in March. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that um, you've just said, I hated the 5k, but I've signed up for uh, a marathon within like two minutes of each other. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I have nothing to say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answer there either. Um, I've been doing a lot more mountain biking the last month I did a couple mountain bike races that's really fun to me yeah um, and it's really hard and it's kind of scary so I'm kind of just looking at other things right now I love that no it's it's so good and I'm sure you'll have an abundance of people behind you and um, whatever you do um so thank you so much for for sharing all that I am gonna let you go in a minute but I do have some quick fire questions for you first which okay I ask everyone they're never that quick <laughs> um your favorite lift 
Um, snatch. Amazing. Favorite overall movement? Um, anything with a barbell. Love that. Your favorite benchmark wad? Oh gosh. Um, I don't know. Maybe Fran. I don't know it's funny I love that because not many people anyone I've spoken to who's maybe started CrossFit more recently like a lot of them haven't even done Fran and I'm like that's crazy it's mental so not many people have said Fran um but I love that I think it's, it's I mean it's one of the OGs right um mm-hmm. and this may be a very challenging question for you and obviously you've been on some incredible teams over the years but if you could go to the games on a dream team oh gosh who would you have next to you i don't know that's <laughs> really hard for me because of my history um oh man i don't know pass <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough i would assume probably andrea right just because you probably know andrea, yeah. <laughs> yeah i love that well thank you so much for your time and for sharing the stories it's been an absolute pleasure Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.